Good morning, good morning, good morning. This is Brenda Shoshana with another episode of Zen Wisdom for Your Everyday Life. And such important days these days and precious days. And I, I and also people having so much concern these days all over the world about this epidemic, this virus. Will we have another day? Will there be another day? Will I be well? Will my family be well? So this is such a koan, and it's such a time of intensity. And also recognizing how precious, truly precious, each day is. We have so many, 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 many requirements usually for the day that it work out this way or that way, and that we get all of these different so-called goals so-called dreams and wishes just as we want them to be but now it's a little different for many of us we just want to have another day we want health we want strength we want trust the ability to trust and to take care also of those who are so near and dear to us so anyway the title for today is find love by doing nothing. <laughs> Find love by doing nothing, nothing at all. Uh, this might be a very counterintuitive title, of course. But love, this is what we really want right now. Connection, closeness, support, friendship. Especially, especially, especially during a time of concern and fear. We we want to be close to those we love. We want to look after them. We want to be looked after by them. There's such an intuitive feeling that we are all one. And that circle of oneness, that circle of love, it's so important now. You know, actually it could save many lives, believe it or not, because when our immune system functions best, best, when we can ward things off or when we can heal most easily is when we are in a state of love, of caring, of calm, of peace. Then our body just runs harmoniously and it can ward off or heal different illnesses that may be in the, on the way or, 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 or in our system or whatever. So, you know, now, now this is an opportunity to see how important, how important this practice is and all that it contains. Not only important, but potentially life-saving as well. So let's go to this title, Find Love by Doing Nothing. How is this even relevant? And it sounds a little bit strange, but it isn't strange. It's so relevant. Usually in order to find love or to find, you could substitute the work, find healing, find friendship, find whatever it is you're looking for. We rush around so much effort. Do, do, do. Try, try, try. Struggle, struggle, struggle. I think we even enjoy the drama of obstacles and striving and finally overcoming. Someone said to me the other day, well, if I don't overcome all my obstacles, so if, it, if everything happens too easily, that's not fun. Well, what, then what's the big deal? <laughs> 
That's such an interesting comment. Many of us do feel that way. We almost create these mini dramas and all these obstacles so we can overcome them and feel, well, look what I did. Look at me. It's always the saga of me, me, me. Look what I did. Look how I overcame. And this title or Zen practice works actually in the opposite direction to remove obstacles, to make it easy, <laughs> to make it natural, to make it almost inevitable. And of course, when we function that way, we can't really take credit for whatever happens. Well, it just happened. It just happened. I was in a state of warmth, of love, of oneness, of givingness, and all went well. We really need to take a moment to take that in. It's very important. It's really important. I'll repeat it. I was just in a state of lovingness, peace, ease, acceptance, non-judgment, friendship, givingness, just in a state. I was just okay. And everything happened just naturally. Everything went well, just naturally. Nothing to do with me particularly. It just happened that way. But yes, it did have to do with you, but not in the usual sense. It had to do with you because you were in a state of oneness, of love, of harmony. You were not giving in to the panic that so easily can creep through our lives. Actually, much of many lives, all lives, much of it is generated by a subtle and right now not so subtle panic. Oh my God, how am I going to, how am I going to survive this? How am I going to be okay? That's the subtext here. And how's my family and my friends, how are they going to be okay? And we try to figure a million ways to protect ourselves and others from one sense of doom or the next. How are we going to be okay? What do I have to do now? That's a very big part of the question. What has to be done? And we engage in a lot of planning. And I'm not saying planning isn't important and good. It is, of course, but in a different context and in a different state of mind. Because no matter how much we plan and plan and run around doing things like um, people flocking, I heard, in Brooklyn and rushing in great fear to the markets, buying water, buying supplies. They're doing, doing. I'm not saying it's wrong to get, get water and get supplies, but that's not the issue. Really, the issue is our state of mind that drives us to do, do, do in that, in that frantic way. And you know, the more, as I said before, and it's actually very much documented, the more we do, do, do in that way with a lot of panic and fear and urgency and desperation, the more we clench up inside, the more our body goes out of sync. Our immune system is becoming very taxed by our own negative panicking feelings. Our feelings become more of an enemy at that moment than any kind of actual virus itself. And that's the truth. 
That's a physiological truth where we, we are harmed greatly by giving vent or gi giving rein to these feelings of panic and fear. And, and so this is such an important time to step back from that. And that's why the find love by doing nothing, find health by doing nothing. And when I say doing nothing, I don't mean not taking appropriate action. Of course, we wake up in the morning, we brush our teeth, we have our, our juice, our coffee, whatever you have, we get up. I mean, there are many actions that are necessary and inevitable and good to take. Take a walk record a podcast, whatever it is that you're doing. But who is the doer? Who is doing it? And how is it being done? Is, it, is, is panic taking over here? Is it all, are all our actions and our fears driving our behavior? If so, time to pause. And that's the point, of course, of Zen wisdom, to pause. Just take a pause. What does it mean, find love by doing nothing? It really means that when we are in complete harmony with ourselves, with one another, with life, when we're not fighting it, when we're not terrified of it, our mind, our immune systems, our body, our heart, everything goes into a natural harmony. It's not because naturally before we inflict these very strong negative emotions upon ourselves or before we allow them to take over, and we are allowing them to take over, they, they rise by themselves, of course. Anger arises, fear arises, that's inevitable. But we have a role here. We can choose not to allow them to take over. When we see the truth about them and the truth about love or about wellness or about oneness, that helps to not allow them to take over and take the reins of our day and of our life. not allow them to take over, run the show. And that's our job. It's our job now when things are going as they are going to take charge here and to understand that the best, best, best preparation for whatever may or may not be coming for you and for others is to be in a state of love a state of oneness, a state of where you're feeling a sense of acceptance, a sense of, of hope, of strength, of peace, of trust. So there is a beautiful, beautiful saying, how do we get to that state? Of course, there are practices. Of, sitting is a wonderful, wonderful practice to do that. There are other wonderful practices as well. One wonderful practice, very congruent with Zen, in fact, is the natural manifestation of Zen practice, is to focus upon how we can help others. 
What can, how may, as we've said in many podcasts, how may I serve you? Take the emphasis and the focus off yourself. How may I serve you? Now, of course, the best way to serve another and to think of the big picture is through your own state of being. So no matter what you do, do, do for another in the external world, I'll I'll buy this, I'll do that, and all of those are very good things. The best gift, the best offering, the best way to serve another is through your own feelings of peace and of ease. People pick it up. We say that this virus is contagious. Well, I'll tell you something. Feelings are much more contagious than a virus of any kind. Feelings are very contagious. So if there's a mass fear and a mass belief that we're going to be wiped out, that's contagious. Do nothing. Don't give in. It means don't go along with that. Don't give in to that. That's a very active state. It's not actually doing nothing, just becoming passive like a wet noodle. It means actually do nothing. The practice of no, I won't go along with this. I'm going to hold my center. I'm going to send love to myself and others. That's part of Tonglen practice, which is from the Tibetan Buddhist teachings, a very great practice of just continually sending love. Intend, you don't have to feel it at the moment, but intend it. Intend, I in, send love and light to this, to this person, to this situation, and even to my own feelings of panic if they arise, and they will. It's okay. Don't go along with them. Send, I send light and love to this feeling of panic and keep doing it over and over. You don't have to feel the love, just intend that not going along. You're not getting swept up in the current of fear and panic. That's what I mean by do nothing. Don't get swept up in that current of fear and panic. You know, God forbid, even if someone does get sick, the healing is so much, much, much better when you're feeling at peace and calm because that itself, as I said before, allows the immune system to function very well. Our body is filled, filled, filled with ways of taking care of ourselves and others too, of healing. So what we want to do is to remove the obstacles to healing. And the biggest, biggest obstacle is this sense of panic and fear. The practice, what we're really talking about actually is the practice of love. And even though it's not stated that way, usually in Zen terms, that's how I have always seen Zen practice as the practice of love. And I define love a bit differently. I don't define it necessarily as romantic love or attachment love. I define it as, well, here's a beautiful quote about it from a former teacher of mine many years ago, Virginia Lloyd. She said it beautifully. She said, love is wanting for the other what they want for themselves, even if you are not the one able to give it to them. Quite a quote. So love is taking yourself out of the quotient here, really, 
really caring for others and for when you do that as you really care for others your whole being becomes harmonious with others and with life you're not fighting you're not struggling you're not so vulnerable to the tides of panic and fear so thank you very much for listening today we'll go on with this further in the future podcasts how to actually do nothing, which is the same thing as saying how to practice love, how to practice oneness, how to get ourselves, our frightened selves, out of the way. Okay, thank you for listening, and have a beautiful, beautiful day. Mm -hmm.